Welcome back to Zealous Talks everyone. It's the most wonderful time of the year and everyone's busy preparing for the festivities and we are too. Here's a talk with Pasinanath about prep time. It's like a different buzz that gets into our system when we enter December, right? It's like the, the counting of the days is so special and, and by the time you know it, Christmas is over. Has anybody felt that? Right? Like the buzz and the build up to 25th, 24th and 25th and, and then here comes Christmas Day and boom, it's gone and then, okay, what do we do now? Oh, there's New Year's Eve happening. Has anybody felt that way? Right? And, and I thought, you know, while we, while we begin this month, until last week, we were all so pumped up about anniversary. It's the first anniversary for Zealous. So many things happening and all of that. Now that's over. So like, we're like, okay, what do we do now? You know? But, and then we're diving into Christmas. And I just thought for the next few, in fact, for this week and, and the week after, um, many people globally call it the season of Advent or, you know, the, the coming or, or however. Different people call it different things. But I thought for the next two weeks, I want to talk to you about something, a talk that I've titled for this evening called Prep Time. Is that okay? Yeah. Right? Can everybody say Prep Time? Thank you, Leah. You know... I'm sure if I ask you about, about this word, preparation for Christmas, you guys have a list ready already. Anybody? Right? Of the 151 things that you want to do before 24th. And then there's always something that you have to do on the 25th morning, right? Because that's, that's the last minute thing excites us. The last, anybody, any last minute people over here? Right. All the singles. I think that says it. Okay, okay. I'm just kidding. All right. I want to just focus and dive in for the next few minutes in, in John chapter 1. And we're going to be looking at someone who prepared for, who, who did a totally different prep when it came to Christmas. All right. We're going to be talking for the next few minutes about John the Baptist. You're like, who? So let's dive in. Uh, we're reading from John chapter 1. Verses 6 to 9, and this is from the Passion Translation. Then suddenly a man appeared who was sent from God, a messenger named John. Can everybody say John? John. For he came to be a witness, to point the way to the light of life, and to help everyone believe. John was not the light. Can everybody say not the light? Not the light. A bit, come on guys, not the light. Thank you. Not the light, but he came to show who is. For he was merely a messenger to speak the truth about the light. For the light of truth was about to come into the world and shine upon everyone. Let's pray. God, I just want to thank you for this evening. I want to thank you for every single person in this room and the way that you're already working in our hearts tonight. Father, we pray, Lord, that even as we look into this talk, that you would, you, would, you would prepare and equip our hearts to receive your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, the reason I call this, this talk the prep time is because we, I just want us to like, really understand. Are we really ready to celebrate Christmas? Uh, I know this is not the first time some of you are celebrating Christmas. Like, we, we get so used to celebrating Christmas, right? That after, the, after some time, like, we, we get pro uh, at uh, arranging things, doing things, hosting things, and a lot of things. We get, like, really, really pumped up about hosting Christmas, right? But I just 
this act this actual sermon for tonight just started off with this one simple thought like are we really ready to host christmas this year uh well i started asking myself this question more from a church perspective that hey this is like probably our first christmas outside my house you know i'm just telling the guys that during the brief last year we tried to host something uh like a christmas gathering at my place people just kept coming like you know after some time you're we like okay you know we don't want to say don't come but like we still love you so keep coming and all of a sudden out of nowhere there were like around 35 plus people just moving around in the house and you know one of the mattresses got pulled out from the bedroom and it went in the balcony and all of that so people were just excited and i i know you know this but people are really excited about christmas five people nodded their heads <laughs> not bad okay so while i asked myself this uh, this question uh, this question The other thought that came to my mind my mind is are we really keen to focus on the on the things that really matter on God's heart when it comes to the arrival of his son right and i know some of these things you know you've heard these things for for quite a lot of time when you read about the birth of christ and most of you have seen it the nativity play where they where they do an entire demonstration of how jesus was born how many of you have never been to that or never seen that or heard about it i'm guessing everyone right so today i the reason i picked up on this guy is how about understanding the mindset of john the baptist for a while now he's not he's not your usual peter he's not your usual paul he's not one of the one of the 12s who who we talk about on a sunday to sunday basis right if you have been if you have been visiting us if you have been coming on a weekly basis we have been talking a lot about the disciples of jesus but today it's about john the baptist can everybody say john the baptist and this guy was was a bit weird call him a bit strange you know he 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 did things that were so contrary to to the, to the culture during that time like for 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 instance he spent most of the time in the wilderness any nature hikers over here right he spent most of the time in the in the wilderness and i want us to for the next few minutes really understand the mindset of john the baptist as he is prepping for the arrival of jesus christ and and probably what i'm going to share with with us for the next few minutes is is a message that is so timely for all of us as a community if we want to grow how many of you of you really want to grow in 2020 okay grow in your finances show of hands some of you don't want money is it grow in in your skills and your abilities yes right grow in your character yes right grow in your spiritual walk yes all right oh wow lot of hands for that you know and so if we look at the message that john the baptist has been speaking you will be surprised that it's it's not something we like to hear but it's 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 a it's a much needed word for all of us can everybody say much needed so I just want to give you a couple of background instances before John came into came into the timeline of of the Bible, right? Can you imagine a time where God is silent? Has anybody experienced that in your life? Okay, let me let me kind of break it down and make it really simple. Have you experienced a time where the person who's so close to you goes quiet on you? all the married couples know what what i'm talking about right 
All the guys who are dating, uh, I don't know if you guys have gotten there yet. But you know how it feels when, when someone who's, who's like you're used to talking to someone on, on a consistent basis and all of a sudden there's no communication. Anybody's gotten frustrated at that time? The people of Israel experienced that for 400 plus years. Now, the way God speaks to us now versus how God spoke during that time was, was way different, okay? At that time, God used to appoint someone who, who was really close to, to the word and, and followed everything. And God used to speak through that person, someone, this phrase you would have heard called a prophet, right? So God during the Old, times, or, uh, Old Testament times spoke through a prophet. But for 400, about 400 or 400 plus years, there was nothing, and then, boom, we, we hear about the, arri the arrival of John the Baptist, who's gotten a word, uh, who's, who's excited about, and who's excited about a couple of things, and who's focused on just one thing. He's focused on preparing the way for Jesus. Can everybody say, prepare the way? And that's, that was John's mission. He came to earth to just prepare the way for the Messiah or prepare the way for the Savior. And why are we talking about this today? Because I want us to really understand that as we go towards 25th or as we approach this Christmas season, are we really ready or are we really prepared to celebrate Christmas or, or celebrate this festive season the way God would ideally want us to celebrate and I think that's a very valid question or a discussion to have if, if, if we are used to celebrating Christmas on, on a consistent basis. Because we can so easily miss out on the entire essence of why we even have this time called Christmas season. And, and there are whole different things that we can talk about, but we won't go there. But let's focus on John because John was determined to focus on one thing. Prepare and point people to Jesus. Can everybody say prepare and point? Prepare and point people to Jesus. That He made it his life's mission to do that. And I know we all have goals. We all have a mission. We all, we kind of, you know, love talking about this. But John the Baptist, this guy, he's like, apart from all the things he could do, he said, this is what I, I'm, I'm, I'm called to do. And, and his birth, was, was a very supernatural kind of birth. His parents gave birth to him at a time where they had crossed their childbearing age. So his very birth itself was a miracle. And, and, and I see that with the long faces that you guys are giving me, you guys are trying to understand where, where we are going. We'll get there, but I just want you to be patient with me because I'm just kind of setting this up as to see what God wants to speak to us tonight. With everything that we, that we do on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's your work, your business, your studies, your education, whatever you talk about it, all right, I wonder how many of us look at life with the lens how John was looking at, at it. Like, like I said, John was focused on preparing and pointing people to Jesus. How do you and me really see the job that we have? How do you and me really see the, the, the business enterprise that you are running? How do you and me really see the, the skills and the abilities and the talents that, you, that we have received? What are we really doing with those talents? Are you guys with me? See, because John, he was gifted. 
he was he was he was he was a miracle child and and with the amount of focus that that was given to john for let me tell you for some time people thought that john is the savior and and not just some lame people i'm talking about the most literate people when it comes to christian theology during that times they thought that john is the messiah you know why because he always spoke the truth let me tell you something if you really want to make your life your skills your giftings your abilities worthwhile i think it's time for you and me as a community to to make our work help point to jesus can you and me be a people a set of people that our life's work is helpful in pointing people to jesus are you guys with me you know neeraj is so is so passionate about fitness you know for some of you have been journeying with us you would have seen some videos about you know these boot camps and these fitness things that we used to do because you know neeraj set in his heart that he wants to point people to jesus through fitness now i know some of you many of us in fact in this room are sitting with so many ideas and thoughts and business propositions and things like that that are there in your mind but i want to ask you this simple question where does all of that come when it comes to pointing people to jesus see because if we call ourselves a community of faith if we call ourselves christ followers that is one of the ultimate missions that god has called us to amen that is one of the best things that we can ever do as a community that we can with our skills with with our talents with the giftings with with every with amount of wisdom that god has given you are we pointing people to jesus through our work i think that's one of the most honest and most practical questions we can talk about do you agree with me yes. because if you're picking up that 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 enterprise or if you're picking up that skill or that ability just to make money there'll be a point of time where you would have enough money but still no purpose and i would rather be a i would rather have us be a community that is so filled with purpose rather than just have enough resources and do nothing with that and that's how john is looking at that's how john is seeing his life you know like i said some of some of them actually thought that that uh, john is a messiah i'm not kidding let's turn to john chapter 1 verses 19 to 23 There were some of the Jewish leaders who sent an entourage of priests and temple servants from Jerusalem to interrogate uh, John. They asked him, "Who are you?" John answered them directly saying, "I am not the Messiah." Then, "Who are you?" they asked. "Are you Elijah?" This is again one of the prophets. "No," John replied. So they pressed him further, "Are you the prophet Moses?" Are you the prophet Moses said was coming the one we are expecting no he replied then then who are you they demanded we need an answer for those who sent us tell us something about yourself anything you see people are getting curious to know who is this guy exactly and i want to take a step back and and tell you something if you and me continue living a life that is filled with purpose and that is filled with truth people around you will be curious to know more about you people around you will really be curious to know like 
like i like this statement this is this is passion translation this is a bit more glorified but i like how the statement says tell us something about yourself like anything have you ever been in a conversation where people are so curious to to know more about you right this is john who who is who's saying you know he just kept on profess, uh, you know professing that he's here to prepare the way for the lord he's here he's not the messiah he made it clear himself he's not the messiah but he's here to prepare the way for the savior he's here to make sure that the people are ready to accept jesus christ as their lord and savior are we okay so far yeah. right feel free to talk back guys you guys are scaring me now Let your life's work help people point to Jesus. See because I I like this thing this this curiosity that 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 was displayed by the Jewish leaders it actually tells me something that people are longing to know the truth. You and me every single day of our lives are surrounded by people who want to know the truth. Tell me if I'm wrong about it. See the thing is we are living in a world that is so that is so caught up with chaos and and distrust and and abuse and things like that 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 the necessity to acknowledge God's plan and purpose is kind of missing has anybody felt that and and people sometimes settle for facts and opinions right like nowadays everybody has an opinion anybody who does not have an opinion over here You know what I mean everyone has an opinion but could it be possible that we have settled for opinions could it be possible that we have settled for facts but what your heart and what your soul is really searching for is a truth and i see that that glimpse when this conversation is happening between the jewish leaders and john the baptist that there is a curiosity but in the hearts and minds of people to know the truth can everybody say truth there is you look around in the person you spend most of the time with you will see that in their conversations you spend enough time with them you know they they'll show that they don't want to know the truth they they're okay with facts they're okay with opinions spend enough time with them i'm telling you there is something that's bothering them and they want to know the truth john knew it John knew that there was a curiosity in the heart of the people of Israelites with the 400 plus years of silence that their hearts were wanting to know God are you still keen to speak to us we you said that we are your people you said that you will send your savior now we've got this guy and he says that he's not the messiah so they go after him saying can you boss tell us something see the thing is truth i'm not talking about opinions i'm not talking about facts i'm i want to talk about truth truth is liberating truth is liberating and yet so captivating let me let me give you an example have you has anyone ever called out the mess in your life in a in a right manner has anyone ever called out the nonsense in your life by someone who like that person really loves you i'm not talking about people who criticize you just for the sake of it okay 
I'm talking about people who really love you and who, who, who are patient with you, but also are bold enough to speak into your nonsense and say, hey, you know what? This thing is re really not going to help you. So why don't you drop it? That's the truth. That moment, it grips your heart. It grips your mind. But the, after that moment has passed by, you are thankful for those statements that came into your life that made you a better person. That's the role truth plays in your life. Am I wrong? Am I talking to somebody over here tonight? Truth is liberating and yet so captivating because truth has a power to get a hold of everything that is happening in and around your life. And, and one thing I want to tell you about, about the gospel that we believe in, the, the message of Christ that we believe in, it's not just feel good things. Oh, I feel good today about Christianity, so let me follow Christ. Oh no, I don't, things are not going so right in my life. I think I'm, I'm okay if the truth is far away from me. God, Jesus, when he speaks about the truth, he equates truth to life. Because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And when Jesus speaks about life, he's not just talking about survival, he's talking about life in abundance. Because here's, here's the danger of you and me being far away from truth. Because the absence of truth in a situation distorts the originality of God's purpose. I'm going to say that again. The absence of truth in a situation distorts the originality of God's purpose in your life. See, you and me are meant to be carriers of the message of truth. You and me are meant to be the ones who prepare the way and point people to Jesus. Turn to the person next to you and say, prepare and point. Now, some of you are not talking. Some of you need to get talking. Prepare and point. And you need, hey man, you guys don't need to like say it like with such a serious face, you know. Like smile, it's okay. Prepare and point. That's the best truth we can ever give to people. We are carriers of God's message of truth. And one thing that John did is that he taught the truth. If you turn to John chapter 1 verses 15, if you read verse 15, this is what it says. So John 1 15. John taught the truth about him when he announced to the people, he's the one. Set your hearts on him. I told you he would come after me, even though he ranks far above me, for he existed before I was even born. Amen. But I want you to focus on this one line. John taught the truth. Are you and me people that do not hesitate from teaching the truth? Or are we have become or have we become so good at always sugarcoating the truth that we we never reach that conversation with people or rather let's step back have we have we reached that place where our understanding of god is just oh love and grace and feel good moments during worship and singing like when Shreyas asks us to sing, we, we love singing. When Shreyas asks us to go to the next song, we love doing that. But where, where do we stand tonight when it comes to the truth of the message of the gospel? 
See, because we are still talking about how we are prepping for this season. We are still talking about prep time. But John has taken a very different route, preparing the people. Preparing the community of Israel. He's, he's doing it in a very different way because he knows the power truth can play. Are you allowing truth to reign in your life tonight? In your decisions, are you allowing truth to play a role? In your decisions, are you allowing, in, in your life choices that you're making, are you allowing the truth of God's word to speak to you as it is? See, because when you, when you stand for things like justice, you actually stand for truth. When you, when, you, when you decide to not tolerate hypocrisy, you stand for truth. When you, when you intentionally show love and compassion, you are modeling truth. We are the carriers of truth. But there's one thing that stands when it comes to John the Baptist is his cutthroat talks on repentance. And I want to close this evening with this one word called repentance. Now, if you have grown up in a Christian home, or if you, if you know anything about church life, you know that this, this phrase is something you would have heard a lot of times, repent and your sins will be forgiven. Right? As in, everyone has heard that? Yes. Repent and your sins will be forgiven. And, and sometimes we, this, this, this phrase kind of becomes, we become so numb to this one statement, right? Now, I want to kind of also separate, if you have given your life to Jesus and you, have, you call yourself a Christ follower, you have done your part of repentance, you have confessed your sins and, and, and the salvation of God has entered your life and God has taken care of your sins when it comes, whether it's your past, your present or your future because of your confession of your faith. Because that's, that's what the scripture says. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Lord, you shall be saved. So your, your, your salvation part is sorted out. But I want to talk to you and me tonight about repentance as a lifestyle. We don't like that. Anybody who loves, and, and I want to also say, I'm not talking about like every single morning you say, oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about repentance as a lifestyle because if you and me really want to progress and grow in our walk with Christ, we need to understand the role repentance plays in our life. See, because a life with a repentant heart is the closest to God. How many of you want to be close to Jesus? A life with a repentant heart is closest to God. See, because the grace and love of Jesus are the closest to us when we have a posture of repentance. Can everybody say a posture? See, repentance is not like a one-time shop, you know. It's not like you come to a shop, you buy everything, you, you talk about repentance and you do that transaction and things are sorted out. That's not what repentance is. It's an ongoing process. Can everybody say ongoing process? Repentance is an ongoing process. See, because if you, if you have experienced anything about the grace and the love of Jesus, the Bible is very clear that it's the goodness of God that brings you and leads you to repentance. 
so if if you are telling me that you are experiencing the goodness of god but you are far away from a repentant lifestyle i maybe want to ask you this question back are, are you really experiencing the goodness of god keep talking nenad even though it's getting quiet are you guys with me yes you know god just i i felt this so strong that i just i know i have to share this i i was sharing this with the team today pray for me because i think i'm i'm under equipped or under prepared to talk to share this talk but i know this is a timely word for us see because there's no point talking about dreams and goals and visions and multiplying and becoming big and things like that if we are far away from a repentant lifestyle if you really want to grow in your spiritual walk let's take a risk of knowing and understanding what repentant lifestyle looks like john modeled it in such a fantastic manner he prepared the people he taught the people and he made sure that he himself modeled it in in a, in a good way let's let's look at that you know like i said i read this quote and i just want to share this with you see becoming a christ follower removes the penalty of sin becoming a christ follower removes the penalty of sin but it doesn't immediately remove the reality of sin in our earthly life you guys hear that so you can tell me that hey i have professed my faith in jesus but that does not mean that you and me will will not fall into temptation that does not mean that you and me won't have difficult times in our life that does not mean that you won't experience failures because if you think giving a life to jesus is going to help your walk become like a cake walk that's not the gospel that we are talking about if i would say john the baptist preached the most offensive gospel ever he he used to call people you brood of vipers because people have become so comfortable knowing only about the love and the promise and the assurance that is there in in God that we don't want to understand or th- or think for a minute what are the benefits of a repentant lifestyle so i'm not going to dive much into it but i just want to throw a couple of important things that god was really putting on my heart god wants us to be a community that does not shy away from the life of repentance Come on guys you really need to talk back to me. God really wants us to be a community that is not a sh- that's not shy. Or oh there's not that that's not that awkward moment when you talk about things like repentance, right? Because it's an ongoing process. See if a repentant mindset is missing then so is a progressive faith. because a progressive faith is an outcome of a repentant mindset you say i have faith i want to ask you how are we doing with when it comes to godly repentance how are we doing when it comes to now now for some of you might be thinking hey nena this this word repentance sounds like a very cliche sounds like a very old school to break it down it's a change of mind and a change of heart how are we doing zealous when it comes to a change of mind and a change of heart see we don't like change 
Does anybody in this room love change? One person, wow, okay. But most of us, we don't like change. We, unless it's our food, like we want that to change so much, right? Oh no, I'm not talking about pocket change. I'm talking about a change of mind and a change of heart. I'm talking about a change of lifestyle. Because we are so comfortable that when somebody walks into our, into our comfort zone and tries to correct us, what do you know about me, man? Who are you to correct me? But John, this dude is different. He doesn't care about what you think. He's like, you brood of vipers, you need to change. You need to repent. Because if you really want to see Jesus come alive in your life, if you really want to see the truth of the gospel, if you really want to see the truth of Jesus manifest in your day-to-day life, we need a repentant lifestyle. So just let me wrap this up. See, when, when Jesus came, and when we talk about Christmas and the festivities and everything that's going to follow and, and all those things, He came and He changed the dynamics of how people connected with God, right? Today, you and me have access because of our faith and because of the grace that we have received in Jesus. We don't have to do a bunch of things that the the guys in the Old Testament did. Thank God we are not there. Because you guys would be tired with the exhaustive list that was expected to be followed by the people of Israel. But grace has lifted the standards for us to live a life as a Christ follower. So our focus this festive season, if I, may, if I may wrap this up and tell you, is to prepare and point people to Jesus. And you can only do that if we continue to live as a witness. You can only do that if we, if we are teaching the truth of the word. First to ourselves and then to others in our, in our, in our settings. We can only do that if we bring people to the eternal truth and the life that we have in Jesus. Right? See, the thing is, it's almost, if I would, I would put it this way, it's almost that John can be a part, the, 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 the lifestyle of John can be our lifestyle. If you allow it to be. Because we are also preparing the people around us and this generation for the coming of the Lord Jesus. So the role that you and me have, the responsibility that we have is massive. Can everybody say responsibility? Your your faith comes with a responsibility. Your salvation is free but it comes with a responsibility. And, and, and maybe tonight's talk is not for everyone, but I want to really challenge that as we close out on 2019, can we really look into your life tonight and see where you stand when it comes to godly repentance playing a role in your life tonight? Because I just don't, I, do, I think God just does not want us to be a community that embraces people just as, as it is, which is good. But we, are, we need to continue to teach the truth. That's our role because people are longing to know the truth. Because a continual godly repentance helps us progress in our walk with Jesus.
not jan 1st new year resolution repentance not december 31st that where you confess all the sins that you did from jan 1st to december 30th you know can you confess that all of that so you think you can start with a clean slate on jan 1st i think a continual godly repentance helps us progress in our walk with jesus and i just want to tell you if you really some of you most of you most of us lifted our hands that we want to grow next year can we give ourselves the next few minutes to really see where we stand on the things that we need to repent of i'm not the judge i'm not going to say this is what you need to do and that is what you need to do i think deep down in your heart we all know where we stand right but i also want to tell you if you really want to live a a lifestyle of repentance can i ask you to experience the goodness of god first because the more you know the grace the more you understand the love the more you know about the goodness that jesus has given and and all the things that god has done for you repentance is not going to be an uphill task for us because we are focusing on the goodness of god and we are allowing god's truth and god's word to transform us to change us because that's what a godly repentance looks like a change of heart a change of mind so i just want to leave you with this thought this festive season as we are prepping for things can we really focus on the things that are really close to god's heart he cares about you he doesn't care about how much you shop he doesn't care about where all you go and all those things and how you spend your 24th to 31st and all of that i mean he's not going to stop you but he really cares that you would know the truth because the bible says the truth has a power to set you free so if you if you are battling with things tonight and this again this is not for everyone but if you're really battling with things tonight if you're really struggling in any particular area of your life i want to tell you as a community let's not shy away from godly repentance if that's you i'm not going to force this on anyone but if that's you we're just going to break into some time of worship for the next few minutes but if that's you if you really want the power and the truth of god to penetrate and cut through all your challenges all your difficulties we are going to repent as a community can we do that you know it's it's so sad that when you turn on the news there's so much of rubbish that's happening the rapes the encounters like you you name it and and it's there but i don't want you to stretch your imagination so far off let's let's start with your life inside what are the things that are really bothering you because i'm sure there are things that are on your heart is also those same things on god's heart for you as well so wherever you stand in your journey of your life tonight if you really want to see the goodness of god it lies in the presence of god we're so glad you've been listening in if you'd like to know more about us follow us on insta at zelispune or visit us online at zelis.community